Welcome to the Water Walkers podcast. Every Christ follower experiences moments like Peter when Jesus called him out of the boat and onto the water. This podcast can encourage other leaders as they learn to follow the voice of Jesus as Peter did. Today, I'm excited to welcome Sam Emerling. Sam is a serial entrepreneur and owner of Sam Emerling Co., All Joy Properties, EFG Specialty Coatings, and all things property management, even among other things. He's a really dynamic and interesting guy that I've had the privilege to get to know over the last several years. So I'm excited to get to introduce you to him today. Sam started Sam Emerling Co. back in 1993 after seven years in the Air Force. This was his first company that focused on painting contracts with new construction. And he painted well over 500 homes in the central Arkansas area over nine years. And as the painting business continued to expand, he gradually turned toward the remodeling business until 2010. This is right around the time when I met Sam. So I've gotten to see the rest of the story as it's unfolded. I noticed how Sam would seek the Lord for his business in tangible ways. And the ordinary operation of his business became interwoven with extraordinary circumstances. There's a king in Israel's history named King Uzziah. The Bible says King Uzziah set himself to seek the Lord. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. That's 2 Chronicles 26. But now I'm not a prosperity preacher. So just leave the money aside for a second. God puts Sam at the right place at the right time with the right people for those relationships to prosper. Sam has a gift to see the relational potential and realize it. So around the time that I met Sam, he was puttering along in his remodeled business, but then he went into the commercial fireproofing business. Now that sounds ordinary enough, right? But the circumstances of how those relationships came about and what has come out of those relationships is extraordinary. He started the EFG Specialty Coatings Company, and from 2011 to 2017, he's applied over 1 million gallons of fireproofing on several large commercial data centers across various states, all while holding on to his remodel business. Then Sam felt led to pivot his remodel business into purchasing rental properties. This also sounds ordinary enough, but nothing is really quite ordinary with Sam. He started All Joy Properties in 2015 and now has 110 doors that provide families with a leg up. Then another opportunity presented itself to Sam to start George Ventures, which is a car wash business. And it's another example of how God has used something ordinary to do extraordinary things. But as for now, as Sam will say, God has opened up a door of opportunity to bring everything together into one location with a vision of opening a property management company. It's called All Things Property Management. This will focus on overseeing all the properties that he owns and give others the opportunity to learn and grow and become their own business leader. But with Sam, it's more than just business leading. It's about seeing where God is at work, making extraordinary things happen out of ordinary life and work. So at the time of this interview, we're still very much in the middle of the story with Sam. And as you'll listen to our conversation, pay attention to Sam's attitude about God's ownership of his businesses and his ability to sense where the Lord is leading him and then how he simply obeys. You'll be encouraged by his stories of peculiar meetings and surprise opportunities. Enjoy. 
Well, welcome, Sam Emmerling. Thank you so much for jumping on this podcast with me today. I really appreciate your time. I know there's a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of things happening. So to be able to uh, slot into your schedule is super great. I'm really, really excited. I think everybody who's listening in is in for a real treat because uh, I just love Sam Emmerling's stories are some of my favorite stories. And so even just uh, the, the bit that I've gotten to witness, the portion of your story that I've seen um, has brought a lot of encouragement to my life. And I believe, uh, you know, others who know you, but hopefully even more uh, as we do this podcast. So welcome. As we uh, always begin, you know, our ceremonious beginning is to just start with the icebreaker question. And the one that we picked for today is, if you could relive one day of your past, what day would you pick and why? Sure. Well, the first thing I want to do is just, um, I mean, it's a privilege to be able to come and even speak in front of other people. And uh, I just want people to realize how much I appreciate you, Logan, and the faith that you have. Honestly, it's when I met you and started to really get involved with different ministries that you were involved in that my spiritual journey as far as business really started taking off it was already growing but exponentially it's grown since then and i want to thank you just for the faith that you have that we are we're supposed to be part partnered with god in business and so many people just i guess they find that awkward but it's so true Right. Uh, that's really, I wanted to say that up front. The other that's thing great. I Thank wanted you. to say up front is, is if you want to look up average, just average person, it's me. I'm mm -hmm. as average as they come. If I can do it, God can use anybody. That's the truth of the matter because I'm nothing special. I'm just an average Joe and uh, for whatever reason, I've just made a decision. I'm going to live for God in every area of my life to the best that I can. And God has used it. So uh, I've given this question some thought. And honestly, my answer to it is, is the day I accepted Christ. Yeah. I've, I've You know, I have tried to... Um, relive that moment again and again and again and the and probably the reason why i'm 59 years of age and i was older i'd been churched all my life in the catholic church you know my parents were very faithful and we went to church all the time but it was in god's perfect timing mm -hmm. that i accepted him and the reason why you know, the thing that I've come to understand about God is his word is so true. And I didn't find him. He found me. That's the bottom line. And it was it was one night in a church. I was actually chasing a girl to church, my wife. And it was during a Christmas production that I saw him depicted on a stage. And I'd heard the stories, but for whatever reason, that night in the darkness of that church to some dramatic music and a production, he opened my eyes and I wow. saw him for the first time. Wow. All those 30 years of missing it, I saw Christ for the first time. 
And yeah. and then I realized, now wait a minute. I thought he had died. I never had put it all together because just like the scripture teaches, the Holy Spirit opened my eyes at that moment. The light switch clicked on. And I thought, here it is. And I've often thought, man, if I could just relive that moment again to be reminded wow. daily, this is this is it. This is what mm. Christ did for me. And as I start keeping that in my perspective as I go through life, you know, just recently the Lord has impressed it upon me. I was telling a, a, one of my mentors today, God showed me what is my greatest asset? It's my time. Where yeah. am I putting my time? Am I putting it for me or am I putting it for God? And he's yeah. really starting to needle at me a little bit to be more uh, intentional about my time. Yeah. So that's that's the one day that I wished I could live over and over every yeah. morning again, just to be reminded of that moment of just that clarity, crystal clarity. This yeah. is what Christ did for me. And here he is right here. Well, and here you are now. How many how many years later now married to your wife, Alicia? <laughs> 25. All right. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> what a journey. We have been yeah. through highs and we've been through lows. And all along the way, I've learned, you know, God has taught me a lot of things. And I've been close to him and I've been very distant. I've had ups and downs in every which way you can go. But the bottom line is he's never let go. That's right. That's he's right. Held tight. So there you have it. Yeah, well, let's look back a little bit. I love that you picked that day. Um, and maybe we can contextualize this a little bit just about how you have grown in your thinking about God's heart for your business. And I wonder if we could go back for a moment to what business was like for Sam before you had really connected God's heart for your business. And, uh, you know, before we talk about, you know, how God has really impacted your business, what was it like kind of before where maybe those were kept at a little bit of a distance? And what what was your attitude like, you know, in those days before I met you in those days before you were really working together with God? Sure. I mean, I always had it kind of in the back of my mind. There was just uh, events that happened throughout life that, especially when you're in a customer-based uh, business uh, that people are contrary or things happen on the job site or, or whatever. And uh, I can, I won't say their names, but it was one specific job that I was doing and uh, it just went crossways and they wanted me to do something a little uh, sketchy, whatever you yeah. want to call it. And man, the conviction hit me. It was work as under the Lord. And yeah. God made me realize I wasn't working for that couple. I'm working for him. And I'd better do the job that he would be happy with. And really, it wasn't so much them. It was me. <laughs> it was conviction. I was yeah. just having a bad day. And I was being contrary. And because of that, 
it changed my attitude towards work and slowly God started working on me and just kind of changing my perspective. We've, everybody has to get to the point in life where we realize something. I'm yeah. not that smart, honestly. <laughs> right. Who's smarter? God is. Now then, mm -hmm. why do I think I got to figure everything out? Once mm -hmm. I started realizing that, and then I started really figuring out it's not mine anyway, it's his. All I am is a steward over it. Mm -hmm. I could be filthy rich today and dead broke tomorrow. And where's my faith in all of that? See, and as I, I've always been a giver of my heart. It's just the nature that God put inside of me. Even when I wasn't serving him, I still had a soft, soft, pliable heart towards yeah. certain things. But I, you yeah. know. But the bottom line is, as I started to recognize that God was involved in my business, then things changed. There's yeah. one story very specifically that comes to my mind to illustrate this so well. Yeah. God is the giver of all good and perfect gifts. And I was at a prayer meeting with a friend of mine at a dry cleaners, and God gave me an invention. You're sitting there laughing because I've told you the story. And it's so uh, telling of man yeah. versus God, right? He gave me the idea. Now then, the moment he gave me the idea, later, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. I realized I left God right on the washing machine where I was sitting when he gave me the invention. Mm. Now... I was well-intentioned. I I had a, a, you know, a mandate. God showed me this invention, and I started chasing it. The first words out of my mouth, God reminded me, I can do that. Hmm. Instead of, God, will you help me do that? No, wow. no, 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 no. I put the OI in there. I'm going right. to do that. And I, and I wasn't ill-intentioned about it. I just did it. Human nature, I can do this. Well, I sure did. <laughs> and at the end of that little lesson, I had to file bankruptcy. I had lost everything. Mm. But even the, even through that, as I stood out in front of my house, as the people were calling me, the sheriff's department, we're coming to kick you out of your house. Yeah. They get your attention. Hello, wake up. God was in it. God wow. delivered me through an individual who helped me by sending me a check for mm. what I was in the rears. He helped me. Even when I was being defiant, he helped me. And then I'm reminded of the word. Even though while in the midst of my transgressions, he still gave his life on the cross for me. Yeah. That's what he taught me through that. Mm. And then I had... <laughs> I had to repent of all that nonsense. <laughs> what happened? Two people, two very, very good people, good-natured people. One of them, Jeff Smith, and the other one, Russell Oaks, showed up at my house shortly thereafter mm. and took me to a promise keepers meeting, just unannounced. They had called my wife and set it up. They kidnapped me. 
and took wow. me to St. Louis and took me to a ball game and spoke words of encouragement to me. Wow. That was the game changer. I wow. realized, look here, buddy, you're not that smart. You better start trusting the Lord. And yeah. I did. It's like I turned over a new leaf in life and said, all right, God, that was really the beginning. That yeah. Was, that was around 2002 or somewhere right in that time frame. And God had been blessing me through my whole business life. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't stewarding it as well as I should have. Mm -hmm. And I still own that house this day. Right. Yeah. And several others God has blessed me with. But yeah. God taught me a valuable lesson through that. He walked me through it. it you know, it's, it's amazing how his word, when you're in the pickle and you really need him, his word starts becoming rhema into your yeah. mind. And boom, he gets you through it. So there's a difference. I, I see this sometimes with people who understand working for God, but it's different than people who understand working with God. And so you kind of had an understanding that, yeah, God's important. And, you know, even some people would say, yeah, God's the ultimate owner of my business. But how did you make that transition from just working for God to actually understanding that? God's right there with you in it, that he's involved. He's not just calling the shots from on high, but he's down in it with you. And, uh, and then I want to, we'll talk about some stories about where you've seen that happen, but where did that kind of change come from in, in your, in your thinking? Through my mistakes, <laughs> just making a mistake, just doing different things and making mistakes. And then, you know, it's easy to call on God when you're on the mountaintop. It's a little more, I mean, you know what I mean? You forget him is what I meant to say. It's mm -hmm. a lot easier to call on him when you're in the valley. Yeah. But just through those hard experiences of just looking in the mirror and say, come on, dummy, you know better than that. <laughs> and then God just would come alongside of me. You know, right. We'd all like to think we all we always know better, but yeah, God always knows better. So you have a quite a few different endeavors going on between, you know, that, what's come out of the remodel business and now the rental properties and then right. you've had the fireproofing and the car wash. And so were all of these, you know, all of these things were spinning up around the time that I was getting to know you. Uh, yes. Were all of these, you know, kind of your idea, part of some big master plan that you had been preparing for time? Or how did how did these different things come about? What's that like? Um, there's a lot of truth when you read the word. It says, let of the spirit. And mm -hmm. we have to. <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> you can do like I did and leave them on the washing machine. It right. says we are, it, the bottom line is we need a day-to-day, minute-by-minute. I've just learned in life, God isn't something you stick on this shelf. This is, mm. this is an attitude. It's a state of mind that we have to have 24-7, every day of the week, every minute of every day, because that's what God's Word says. And as we just be obedient to that truth and listen, to God and quit talking so much, 
we start to hear him and we we just start building this trust relationship. God's asked me to do some outlandish, crazy things in my life. And people around me know that dude's crazy. You better watch him. He's kind of cagey. But as I have walked by faith and done what God has instructed or asked, it, it was an option. I didn't have to do it. I just did it by faith. And as I did, I it increased my faith. You know, the word of God says that every man is given a measure of faith. Yeah. Now then, all he asks of me is one simple thing, believe. And as I believe him, my faith increases as I have these experiences with him. And that's the walk, the daily walk. All I have to do is put my head to the ground, so to speak, and listen to him and mm -hmm. quit trying to reason it all out. And he leads me. I've never had an original ideal, probably. Honest mm. to God, it's God. God plants seeds, thoughts in my mind. And as I spend time with him daily and just ask him, he's free to tell me. Just here it is. And then just follow it. But I will caution people. As we listen to God, this happens to me a lot. There is a counterfeit. Because when the blessings start flowing towards me, the counterfeit starts trying to put other opportunities around me, mm. distractions. And I've had to learn, just like today. I had to make a decision today. Opportunity is right now knocking at the door. And another opportunity came up. And then through wise counsel, that's there it is again, the word of God. Put around yourself, wise counsel, as I have. Today, the guy said, I'm so proud of you. You made a wise decision today. I said, that other opportunity, that is nothing but the devil trying to rob of my time. And he said, I am so mm. glad you said that. You're learning. So we have to be wise. Yeah. We just got to keep, you know, it's, I'm so, <laughs> I hate to keep saying it, but you the word. It's all right there. Mm. All we have to do is look. <laughs> and you've been through a growth process. And like you said, you've made mistakes. Oh, and and also, the, uh, the Lord has brought people into your life at kind of almost out of the blue at the right time, yeah. the right person, yeah. the connection that you needed. It almost seems like, like there are stories from your life, again, a lot of businesses going on, like no one of them is like some massive, extraordinary business. They're all like pretty ordinary work, yep. but God brings these things about in extraordinary ways. Yes. And so I wondered if there may be maybe one or two examples you could share of just some of the extraordinary things that God has done, maybe where it's been an ordinary day, but then there's an extraordinary circumstance that comes, that comes around it. I've had so many people tell me in my life, Sam, you step off in it all the time and you come out smelling like a rose. I've had people say that. And here's one fine example. One of my friends, Russ, I was, he, we, you know, we communicate two to three times a week. We have a very good relationship. You know, we don't get to see each other much. We're both busy in our own worlds, but we always communicate. We always mm -hmm. go back and forth talking just like with God. 
how do you expect to hear God if you only go talk to him on Sunday morning? You better be in his business every day. Now then, uh, I was listening to Russ explain to me about a man that he had heard at Friendly Chapel. Well, I didn't get the opportunity to go there on Thursday morning to hear this man. His name's Tom. I said, Russ, man, I've got to meet this guy. Get his cell number for me today. I've got to have it. I know God is showing me I have got to meet that guy. (laughs) Okay. He goes and gets his number for me. And I called him up because I felt impressed by the Lord to call Tom. Older gentleman, very wise. And sure enough, I said, I need to speak to you. I know. Get ready to say, ah, he's crazy. The man said, I've been waiting on this call. God showed me. Yes. He said, God showed me you were going to call me. Wow. He didn't give me your name, but he said an individual is going to be contacting you. And he kind of described my situation. I about fell over. I'm like, what? I said, all right, go with it. Go with it. So I, I said, all right, where do you want to meet? And he told me a location and a time. And I went. He opened up a folder in front of me at a table at McDonald's. And he started to tell me some things that would transpire in my future. Come wow. on. Come on. Yeah. This happened. God sent him at a very specific time in my life. And Tom said, listen to me. Hmm. You need to do the following. Get your affairs in order and do everything as under the Lord. Get hmm. everything. Do it. I mean, to the letter. If, if they say do this, the city says do this. If the state says do that, if the feds say do that. I don't care what it is. If it says do it, do it and do it right. Get everything straight. And as you do, the Lord is going to bless you. Hmm. Well, there you go again. The word comes true. Obey the rulers he's put over us. Hmm. And I have. That's what Tom was telling me. To put affairs in order, work is under the Lord. Follow the leaders that he has put in these places of authority over. See, even if I don't agree with them, right. that's irrelevant. They answer to God, not me. Now, mm. then, as I did this, holy, it just took off. That was yeah. a pivotal point in my life. That was just before I met you. That was a couple of years right before we met and started going to the prayer center. Yeah, that was, and it was God. He was preparing me for what was to come because the old Sam said, "I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut here and I can shave a little there." No, that's not the way God functions. Mm. He wants you to do it right, and I did. Yeah, I remember you were in a season of preparation, and you were kind of going above and beyond, even what like anybody else in your shoes were, were were doing, but that was because God was preparing you not for what you were doing right then, but for what you were about to do. And so then when that opportunity opened up, you had already been prepared by the Lord to not have to do the hurry up and try to be ready for it, but you were already ready and you just poof off you went. (laughs) Here's, here's something God has reminded me through all of that. Yes. It blessed me. 
the way that God took me out into these projects. But right in the midst of it, God was putting me in front of a couple of people, Mm. giving me the opportunity to live my faith in front of this individual. I'm thinking of one specific person. And, you know, he got me at, God allowed me to get at a situation of a crossroads where this individual wanted me to do something unethical. And Mm. I'm telling you, I mean, no way. I said, no. I said, I I said, I'm going to remind you of our first conversation on the telephone. If you ever ask me to do anything that I feel like is unethical or against what I believe, forget it. It's over. Our relationship's finished. And believe it or not, that that day of testing came. Mm. It came at, and at a at an, a very costly price on jobs. But I knew better. God had prepared yeah. me. I was ready for it. And yeah. I didn't do it. I left. I left right. that relationship. Well, here's another question. Um, maybe just two more. We're going to run out of time. And I don't want to hold you too long. But uh, I wonder if you could share an example. Or let, let's say it this way. I know that there may be people listening to today's podcast who are still working out how to pray for their business. I wondered if you could just share an example of the importance of prayer in your own story, what that's done for your business. Maybe it's just an example of answered prayer or just how, like what praying for your business has done for you. (laughs) If I hadn't have been praying, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair. That's the truth of the matter. It's God. Now then, uh, I'm a creature of habit. That's the bottom line. My wife knows it more than anybody. Right. <laughs> I like to eat at this time and go to bed at this time and get up this time. One of the things my family knows well aware about me is I like to get up early. I like to go to bed early. About nine o'clock, she'll tell you it's probably eight, eight, fifteen. But anyway, and I like to get up around three thirty to four o'clock in the morning. That's the time that I've it just works for me. And then the other thing. I like to listen to God's word. For the last several years, I do a, a devotional that I listen to. I read, you know, it takes you through the whole Bible all uh, throughout the year, right? Next, I mean, boom, boom, boom. Once I'm done with that, I spend a little time just listening to God, and then I'm off to prayer every morning for the last, I guess, about eight and a half years now. It's been yeah. a few days. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, there's one thing that God has taught me so well is the synergy of prayer. Mm. Two or more coming together, agreeing on any one thing, right? That's one scripture. The other scripture is one puts a thousand to flight. Two puts 2,000. No, I'm lying. 10,000, right? 10,000 exponential right? Yep. As we come together and agree in prayer, the synergy of prayer is what I've always called it. I've seen exponential growth. You know, mm-hmm. this prayer group, we meet in the morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Now, I'm not saying everybody has to do that. Everybody's got different schedules. 
We have people that come this day or go that day, whatever. But the but the bottom line is, is as a group, we've been consistent in this. And what has happened? You're being number one, you're being encouraged by others constantly, right? And then if you're you're getting a little out of line, they they'll kind of reel you in a little bit. Hey, what's yeah. going on there? Right? Accountability partners, right? We yeah. don't need to be lone soldier. You know, it sure is funny. Didn't Christ send them out one at a time? No. no. Two by two. Just like my friend Jim and I, two by two. And yeah. as we've stuck together through thick or thin, and we've been through a lot, we have seen miracle after miracle. And the, and the, the point is, as we've done that and we've agreed We've come into agreement on things. To me, that's the synergy of why God has blessed my business. Plus, yeah. you know, a, another really good story is, is this one little conversation I had about a year ago with God. He goes, look at here, boy. When's enough enough? Right? He knows how to talk my language. Mm. It's like, when's enough enough? And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about, God? He goes, let's start looking around. Let's start duplication of yourself, mm. right? Ah, oh, that's where I, that's the, you know, we go through chapters in life. Yeah. And I'm entering a new chapter of life. Yeah. He's, he's helped me. He's helped me all along. Now then. How can he help someone else by yeah. using this? Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's my job. I'm, yeah. I'm here to help someone else do the same thing that I did. You know, it's just like Tom. Tom did not have to waste his time to come talk to Sam, but Tom did. Tom yeah. did it. He took his time, just like another mentor of mine, Gary. Gary takes time. You know, mm. it's invaluable. It's a lot easier for me. I'm a, I'm a, when I come, when it comes to me and learning stuff, I like to do it. Yeah. I don't want to read about it in a book. I mean, I will, but I'd prefer, I'm just that type learner. I like to have instructions by an individual yeah. and that's the way I teach. And God has just one after the other put somebody that teaches the way I like to learn right yeah. in my life and it's all because of one reason you have not because you ask not i'm mm. a good asker that's what i've learned in life i yeah. can ask i'm good at that and he always answers yeah well so tell us you know as we as we we're kind of wrapping up we're, we're coming to the end of our time we're still in the middle of the story i mean your story is not closed yet you're still turning chapters so oh. Could you just explain a little bit about kind of what you're doing now, the vision for all things property management and where that idea came from and where it's going? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> you know, it ought to be illegal to have this much fun in life. <laughs> I say that to myself all the time. Yeah. You know, and and what it is, I think what I'm getting so excited about is helping somebody else. That's it. It's just getting me fired up. I've, yeah. The Lord led me on this very street that I'm on, Crystal Hill. 
he led me right to this building. I knew it. When I got off the interstate and came around the corner, I knew in my spirit God had a sign around the corner. And sure enough, I got around that corner with such expectancy. There it was. It was my neighbor who was the realtor on the sign. I said, I know that guy. Wow. I got to buy that building. God's led me to this place. And sure enough, I did. Guess what? Here comes the deceiver. He got me off looking at another building. In the process, you've always got to go back to God. All right, I bought this building. Well, I was going to run and buy that one too. But God kept, you know, nope. I ended up moving into this building. As soon as I committed, got in here, started moving stuff in, then God started birthing this concept, fully starting to bring it out, flush it out. And the first thing God showed me was to put up the sign, all things are possible. Yeah, That's the first thing God showed me. And then the second part was all state, or excuse me, all things property management. Basically, he's grown my business. Now he's kind of changing my perspective a little to start creating a syllabus with some help of some people right around me and create a training manual so I can share with others and replicate. It sure is a lot easier when you got somebody coaching you versus you're out there on your own. In fact, just yesterday, just yesterday, a young man called me. I didn't even ask him his age. He 21 or two, just a kid. A friend of mine told him about me. He called me up and, you know, like he's put me out or something, asking me for a little help. Well, I'm having mm-hmm. lunch with him this coming Monday, and we're going to flesh it out. He's he's a realtor. He wants to buy properties. He's always yeah. wanted to do this. I said, yeah, man, I'm I'm all in. Let me, whatever I can do to help you, let me come help mm-hmm. you. And as I've done this repeatedly, I've had this happen to me several times. As I help them, here it comes, all these opportunities to increase my number of properties at the same time. Mm. It's just, there you go again, God's word. As you give, it shall be given unto you. And as we keep putting his principles into practice, he just continues. And that's really, I won't get into all the details, but at the very, very part of all of this, God has given me basically a vision. And the vision is, Sam, how can you change your community? And I've sat and thought about it a lot. Who controls a community? It's business owners. Generally speaking, that's who controls the community, right? Okay. Well, you hear people all over our country, the United States, saying, I'm sick of this world. I'm sick of our country or this, that, or the other. Okay, great. Go complain. Now then, what good did you do? Nothing. Now then, God has entrusted us to be a good steward over what he's given us. Now, how can I use what isn't mine, it's his, and utilize it to help someone else, right? So what he's basically showing me is 
my dream. How can I change 100 people's men? I mean, I'm a man. I'm going to probably work with men in the construction trade, but I'm not saying I won't work with a lady. But how can I help 100 men start their own business? Yeah. And that's that's really my dream. It's just how can I encourage them? How can I come alongside of them? How can I partner with them? How can I do these things mm-hmm. to help them and then do it, not screaming it in their face? You got to believe this Bible. No, it's how did Christ do it? And how do, how do we put his principles into work? Right. Yeah. Let's just, let's just go together and follow him and his principles and let's see how he helps your business succeed. Yeah. And that's yeah. what he's done for me through others. Honestly, I just want to kind of put it all together into a binder and just wrap it around the type of industry that I'm in. And yeah. that's, the, that's the concept behind the property management piece. That's awesome. That's so good. Well, I'm looking forward to the way that that's going to continue to unfold the more stories that God is going to tell through you. And we could do another one of these. We'll have so many stories that uh, we'll bring you back on and we can give an update down the road. But again, Sam, it's just thank you so much for being on here. I know it's so encouraging to me because I get to see little bits of it unfold and to get to feature that. And, uh, and two, just to kind of put on display for a little bit, the attitude that you have about God's ownership but the attitude that you have about helping others and the way that you trust God when he's calling you into even an unknown or, or even a risky situation, but God comes through, uh, it's just remarkable. It's really neat to see. So I really appreciate, like you said, it's the example that we set with our lives. And, uh, and so that's been a really neat thing to get to watch and see and just glad to show that to other people as well. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Can I add one little thing? Sure. I know people heard this all throughout what I was saying with finances, but, but the most important, you know, we've got to be connected to others. So many times, this is a thought the Lord just put in my mind. So many times we think we're an island. We're supposed to, uh, you know, I'll, I'll meet people and somebody's offended them and they're off on an island. They're off to their self. It is so so important. You've got to be connected to other believers because if we're not, we're isolated. We're easy pickings, right? We have to be connected to a fellowship. That's number one. And number two, um, all God asks out of us is for a small part. That's it. He wants us to give back to that community of believers, right? I, I would be sick if I didn't mention this. It is so important. I've I've just I know this is true. I've seen God do this so many times in my own life. Is as God has given to me, He asks for a small tithe of it to come back. And as I have been faithful throughout my life, not in a religious stingy way, but as a cheerful giver. God's word says be a cheerful giver. As I've been a cheerful giver at my local church, wherever it is, 
and as God has led me into this, that, or the other ministry to give, and I'm going to tell you something. If you really want to see your business unlocked, you listen to the Lord and you give where he asks. And when you do, watch out because it'll come in like a flood. And mm. I've seen this so many times, so many times. I've had God ask of me. He never told me. He asked. He always asked, hey, I want you to, he just impresses upon me. Over here, this ministry, I want you to give this. And as I've been faithful to do that, it has unlocked God's blessings in my business. And that's, uh, if I did, I wanted to make sure I made that crystal clear to people. I want them to know that. That's yeah. truly a key component of why I believe God has allowed me to be successful. It's because I've been obedient when he's nudged. Yeah. The Bible says that uh, there's provision that we don't have if we don't ask and if we don't give. If we're not giving, we're actually leaving provision on the table that God would give us. That's so uh, you've got it. Man, <laughs> good final thoughts. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, you're great. Thank you, Sam. All right. All right, buddy. As we wrap up, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Please visit ServantLeaderNetwork.org to find more helpful resources for your leadership journey. And always remember to bring your water walking shoes.